0: Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. He has done great things, and I want to thank God for that today. Christ received sinful men. Now my heart condemns me not. Pure before the law I stand. He who cleansed me from all spots, satisfied. Is last demand. Sing it over and over again. Christ receiveth sinful men. Make the message clear and plain. Christ receiveth sinful men. I am so glad that Christ receiveth sinful men. I am glad for my sake. And I am also glad for your sake that Christ receiveth sinful men and sinful women too. Because none of us can get away from the fact that we are sinners. We became sinners when Adam our forefather sent. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and dead by sin, so there passed upon all men, for all have sinned. We are looking at at this matter in the mornings of when a child of God sends, what happened? That's a concern of many people. Many people today, they would tell you, you know, I, I don't want to think of being a Christian and go in and have to come back out. I, I don't want to fall. If I do this thing, I want to do it right. And you know, some folks believe that they have to get rid of certain things in their lives first before they can accept Christ. And the truth of the matter is Christ wants us to come to him. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek him first. There are some first things that must be first in our lives. So there's much concern, as I said, about, you know, now that I'm a Christian, I, I said yesterday or I send this morning, I may send tomorrow. And if I do, what will happen do i lose my salvation truth of the matter is no when a child when your child sin does that child lose his or her parent or relationship with the parent nah that's your child you know I have a child who may be out oh, there publicly sinning but it is your child don't love this sin but we love the child so we're looking at psalms 51 where David is this perfect example. Go to Second Samuel chapter 11. You'd find this story there where the king was in his house and he sent the men out to work. And he stayed home and did not go out to battle with the men. And then he walked on the roof of his house and he saw this lady. And when he saw this lady, he sent for her and she came to him. And the Bible said he lay in bed with her and she became pregnant and she went back to her home, and she sent a message to him and told him that she was pregnant, but her husband was out in the battlefield fighting, and this man of God, he decided to cover up his sin. so he sent for her husband to come home. You find it in 2 Samuel chapter 11, and wanted her husband to go and be in bed with her so that it would be said that the child is his. But the husband came and he refused to go home uh, to go to bed with his wife and um, when David knew that David make sure that he got him drunk that he would go home and he he drank the stuff that he was given he got drunk but he he stood on the steps of the the king with the rest of the men and he did not go home and then David came up with a plan and said you know what sent to Joab and he said this man Uriah I want you to put him on the front line. Really and truly, David wanted him dead. And he put him on the front line and Uriah lost his life. And David thought that he had it all covered. But you know, you and I, David, none of us can cover or sin from God. And um, Nathan came to him one day and began to explain to him what had happened. And David thought, he gave it to him in a riddle. And David thought, such a person should be put to death. And I like how Nathan said, Nathan said, you're the man. And then David acknowledged that he was caught, that you know others knew about his sin. He fell on his knees and he cried out to God and he asked God to forgive him. Now, we are looking at what happened to David during the time when he sinned. He was out of fellowship, as we study, about a year or so. And we noticed that in his life that the sin made his soul or his heart dirty. We notice that his sin filled his mind, and he could not get away from it. We notice that sin born his conscience. This morning, today rather, I want us to notice it depresses the heart. Come with me to verse number eight of chapter 51 of the book of Psalms. In verse number eight he said, Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. David said, make me to hear joy. The joy he once had is now gone. You could imagine, here was this king, sovereign God, being victorious, and now this joy that he had because of pleasure, because of sin, his joy is taken away. And when your joy is taken away, you become depressed without joy. So he is depressed in the heart because the joy of the heart is taken away. Notice something else, what it did to David and what sin will do to us. It affects the body. David's body was affected by sin. I read verse 8 again. It says, make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Here we can see when we are out of fellowship with God, we are out of harmony within ourselves. Sin brings upon us God-corrective treatment. And you know, as a child of God, you cannot be a child of God, live in sin and get away with it. You just cannot. If you see that you are a child of God and you are constantly living in sin and you are not being chastised by God for it, I want you to see what the scripture says in Hebrews chapter 12. I want to read from verse number 3 down to verse number 11. may not have time to explain it this morning, but I want you to see it. He says, For consider him, Hebrews 12 verse 3, that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against it. For ye have forgotten the exaltation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Watch this. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faith when thou art rebuked of him. God will chasten his children. God will rebuke his children, those of us who do wrong. And when we do wrong, we will not get away with it. Verse six says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son, whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons, For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. We give them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure. But he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them, which are exercised thereby." What a word for us this morning, that we can go back and see what God says in regards to us being chastened by Him for our sin. So it affects the body and sin brings upon us God-corrective treatment, God-corrective measure. I thank God that as a father, when we do wrong, He corrects us. And that's why sometimes you see some believers, they are having it so tough. Why? Because this is the corrective measure that God is using to bring us back, yes, in fellowship with Him. Relationship, yes. Fellowship, no. My time is up. Lord, thank you that you don't let us just keep going out there that Satan would destroy us. But God, you stop us. You correct us just like any loving father will correct his children. And you bring us back in the way that you have us to go. For the believer that is struggling with sin this day, I pray in the name of Jesus that you help such a believer to be victorious over sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. May God bless you. Do have a great day in the Lord.